All right, we are live for a Saturday edition of just a check in hangout. Hope everyone is doing well. Uh, it's been a minute since I've done a Saturday live stream, literally a couple years. But uh, the reason I wanted to connect today for those who are um, available to connect, of course, if you're watching the replay, uh, you're definitely going to want to see some of the things we're going to put forward to you guys as to how everything we're experiencing is right on time for the grand finale. And I'm going to get into that more. And so anyway, I wanted to talk today just because I got a lot of things on my mind all last night. Actually, I was going to do something last night, but just couldn't get to it in time. But I have a lot of things that's brought to my attention. And I had a chance to check in with a lot of Twitter spaces and things like that. And there's a lot of panic. There's a lot of concern. And it's good. It's, you know, arguably it's a good, it's a good reason why. And so uh, it's my personal opinion. Of course, I'm sure you guys can all agree with me that we are on a cusp of some type of systemic event. But then again, none of this is by accident. Like I've always said in the past, everything is being strategically planned uh, to move towards a overarching uh, objective for the entire monetary system. And it has everything to do with the reset. And I'm going to point to you as to how I believe that is the case. But anyway, I have a bunch of things across my mind in the follow up to yesterday. And then more importantly, how uh, it looks like the Treasury, i.e. Janet Yellen, uh, got together with all the regulators. And so definitely probably like right now today, if not for sure, all through the night last night, uh, they were gathering, whether in person or Zoom or whatever, but trying to uh, talk and to work their, their work their way through this current uh, unfolding of this event, just because the current dominoes are falling and it just will not be with the SVB bank. And also I want to talk to you about um, the repercussions that will follow come this Monday, I believe as it's going to result in a lot of possible layoffs and things like that. And so we'll, you know, we'll go along with it, but also I want to definitely find out what's on your radar and what have you been able to uh, filter through all this from listening to other commentators, or just perhaps you might have been impacted directly by this one particular bank. So uh, for those who are tuned in, hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't already, I have a lot of headlines. I want to try to, you know, rant through them as fast as I can get to the grand finale of what I think this all is leading us to right in time for summer and uh, we'll go from there. But anyway, hope everyone's doing well. Uh, let me just jump right in. Uh, and so just trying something a little different on my end here, give a little, 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 little drama. And so the fuse has been lit. So as you guys can see right here, I got a little fuse that's being lit. And then at the end of that fuse is the global monetary system in a sense. And so how it all comes down, who knows, but it's more so not uh, like this, this upcoming week. Will the, Financial regulators, the bankers, the cartel, whoever, whatever we want to call them, will they allow this to continue on? Because literally at the stroke of a couple keys on the keyboard, Jerome Powell and the Treasury can literally come together and put together some type of special relief package or do something on, a, on, on the back end that the public may not know about until after the fact and calm things down. Or do they deliberately want this current pandemonium to unfold so that it trickles into the financial economy? You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, it goes two ways. This is what they want or this is what they're trying to get ahead of in reference to not, not letting it get away from them. So uh, get your thoughts on that. But anyway, OK, so let me just jump right in, man. So a lot of things caught my attention and uh, let me just uh, do my best to try to uh, let me show this real quick. OK, so I wanted to let me reposition myself here if I can. So I take myself over here. Yeah. OK, this is better. Okay, so uh, here's a headline from yesterday. So a lot of the things here uh, is as a result of yesterday, things that came across my radar uh, after me and Mario got done streaming. And 
Um, it looks like, uh, yeah, Litecoin Lisa, how you doing? It says get out of stable coins. Yeah, I got I got a little some thoughts on that as well. So, uh, but definitely, it's uh, it, something's going down, and it's just a matter of whether or not this is what they want or this is just something that's getting a little bit ahead of them. So I'm curious to get your thoughts on that. But uh, all right, so let me just jump through some things here. So uh, as a result of yesterday, this came out from Zero Hedge yesterday, and it was released uh, in the evening. So after the markets close and uh, the alarm bells start going across Wall Street. So it says, worse since Lehman, banks break the world again, referring to, of course, what happened in 2008. And so here's just interesting here, this headline, it says, last week we did, we detailed Bank of America's Michael Hartnett's warning that, quote, the Fed will tighten until something breaks. Well, something, well, well, something just broke, according to them. And one thing I want to just point out here is just all the, um, the images here, the maps, I'm sorry, the graphics rather, just showing what's currently going on right now. So here we have just, this is just SVV crash 965 percent of the pre-market before being halted. Of course, we see just that falling off a cliff. Then we have more banks. So if I can click it here, you got, we got PacWest Bank, we got Western Alliance Bank Corp, we got First Republic Bank, we got Signature Bank. And so this is literally within the last whoop, couple of days. Shoot. Yeah, not looking healthy, not looking healthy at all. Something uh, definitely Come Monday morning, we'll find out if the panic ensues or if there is some type of uh, something done between now and tomorrow night. So here's just more information here, more stuff falling off the cliff. And it's just, uh, yeah, not looking good to be invested in banks. <laughs> and then on, on, a, on the flip side of that, here's a, here's a uh, propaganda piece. Uh, no, no, that's not this one here. Let me find it here. Let me, I'm behind myself. So here's a little propaganda piece that came out. <laughs> Today, it says, buy the dip in banks as the Silicon Valley bank crisis is unlikely to spread. Goldman Sachs says, oh, I'm not sure if I would want to take Goldman Sachs advice at this current moment, given the fact that they, too, will fall into the uh, the chain of dominoes as they fall down at some point. Anyway, a couple more things here. Let me just go through some things here. So here is something that uh, Edward Dowd posted yesterday in reference to the potential side effects or the consequences of SVB going belly up or being halted or being seized into government hands. So I'm assuming some of you might have, might have seen this. Some of you might have not. I'll thumb through it real quickly, but it just talks about more of the impact and how thousands of startup companies, uh, pretty much it's the startup, it's, it's the who's who's bank for startups in, in the tech sector. And so literally I saw, and I couldn't find the image, but it looks like 97% of depositors are above the $250,000 FDIC threshold, meaning that they fall into the category of the business sector, which the FDIC, as well as the other banks will have to come together and figure out how they either will or will not make those entities whole and who's going to bite the bullet on that. And it's a matter of whether it be the bail-in initiated or, like I said before, will there be some type of special bailout process, which it's unlikely, of course. But real quick here, it says SVB was not just a dominant player in the tech, but were highly integrated in some non-traditional ways. A few things we'll see in the coming days and weeks. And so Edward Dow got this from some source. He's not even sure where it came from, but these things make sense to me. So I thought it was worth bringing to you. But it says, one, SVB was incredibly integrated into the lives of many founders, not just their startup bankers and lenders, but also provided personal mortgages as, and other financial services. It says, two, any uninsured balances at SVB, those above 250000 are in jeopardy. FDIC plans to pay them out 
as it sells the assets of SVB. Lots of startups exclusively banked with SVB as this was a covenant for their debt. So in order to get loans from them, you had to also bank with them. It says now that they may not be able to make payroll next week. It says uh, expect mass layoffs later today, Monday at the latest. Okay, so that's with SVB. And then for the 97% of the depositors that are above that $250,000 threshold, a lot of those happen to be a lot of big money players, you know, as far as tech companies and and the like, hedge funds or whatever, I'm sure. And so payroll, how will they make payroll for the months ahead or weeks ahead or whatever? We're going to find out. So layoffs could be a concern as well. And to keep it moving here, a couple of things that caught my attention. Um, here's something that... <laughs> Not somebody shared this in a telegram, but it says here, uh, Harry and Megan stand to lose millions in the collapse of SVB Bank. Sources sell ISC and the couple sets up accounts following the advice of friends in Silicon Valley. So, this is major blow. Said one source, they had all of Harry's money there. So, not only has Harry been outcast from the crown, but also if his money's trapped, he may have to call the king and say, Hey, daddy, you know, wire me a couple. <laughs> but that, that's just a little, little side joke there. Um, okay, keep it moving. Um, so here's something that was, I'm so this, I got just two sources here where this here shows real life bank runs where people literally are standing outside SVB bank. And apparently this was in, uh, in near Boston area. And so you see a nice little line forming of people literally trying to get money out. Now the question is, whether they're trying to withdraw and close out their accounts or they're just trying to get as much as they can get out. But it's good to say with that length of that line there, as we see is kind of wrapped around a corner a little bit there, there's not enough cash in the vaults to make everybody their whole, whether they want it all or more than likely just a little. So there's going to be some issues come this Monday morning when the banks open up, whether it be SVB or what other banks that I just mentioned, that are on the cusp of, of, of trust being eroded. So we'll find out how that plays out. And then here's another bank here. Uh, I'm sorry, this one here is, is uh, from Lawrence Lapar, but this is in the Boston area. That other one, I believe, is in the California area. So, but SVB, everybody trying to get their funds out. Yeah, not too surprising. And then to find out, before the collapse of SVB Bank, the CEO sold 3.5 million of stock within the last two weeks. So obviously somebody knew what was coming. So he had a chance to uh, jump ship ahead of times on top of all the other major high net worth individuals that got inside information. It's good to say that their money is not trapped in the system. It's just the people who did not have that inside information. So, yeah. Um, so here's a, a little update that came out uh, today. Uh, after this afternoon, afternoon it says Silicon Valley bank staff offered 45 days of work at 1.5 times salary by FDIC. So the FDIC is basically paying salaries now for this bank. And so after this 45 days, it looks like uh, you're probably out of a job. And apparently there's, uh, it says 8,500 uh, that work there, some remote, some actually in the, in the offices. But so the FDIC now is pay making payroll for a failed bank. And so the question is, who's going to make the FDIC whole when they go belly up? Just something, uh, well, we should all be thinking about. Okay, here, just, just trying to share with you things that caught my attention after we got done live streaming. And so Wells Fargo, it looks like Wells Fargo 
had some computer issues or was it a uh, intended glitch? Mind you, and I'm going to share with you my thoughts on this in a minute, but we're, this is, we're in the right, right territory. The grounds are ripe for some type of cyber. Just keep that in mind. Pretty soon if things get out of hand or if things remain on course, either way, however they want to play this, because believe me, this whole transition, they're still in control. Just, I, I don't think one bit the SVB going under, as we saw the CEO was able to get out ahead of time. So they knew exactly which one was going to bite the dust first. It's just more so the speed at which this will accelerate or will it be guided towards some type of reset? We'll talk about that. Wells Fargo warns of customers of incorrect balances or missing transactions. So imagine if you are uh, hearing about all this stuff on the news, you're hearing that, uh, hey, you know, they have SVB bank queues, people trying to get their money out the bank. And you're like, okay, let me let me see what's going on. And see, you log on and Wells Fargo says zero or it says, you know, negative or, or something like that. Think about the amount of panic that hit those people at Wells Fargo. And Wells Fargo, they've had issues in the past. They are a criminal institution. All these people are all, all in bed with the same criminal entities. But imagine the amount of panic that probably hit people at that moment when they were like, you know, is it happening to me now? So that type of thing. So I anticipate more of that, but on a much greater scale in the days ahead, just because as I'm about to point to in a moment, things are lining up just in time for, as I called it earlier, the grand finale. Okay. So let me get a couple more articles here. Just sharing headlines here. And then I'm curious to get your thoughts on whatever else you guys might've come across uh, throughout the, uh, throughout the day here. And as I mentioned here, Goldman Sachs has buy the dip on the banks, taking a little bit of a, a little crater off the, off the cliff. And so here's another little thing that also was put out there. So the odds of a rate cut were sped up literally within a few hours. So here you have from zero hedge. This is like the futures models that the Fed will either the, the amount of right rate hikes or cuts in the future. And this is another tool they use to be able to bet and hedge on all types of, you know, insider trading and gambling and all types of stuff that happens on Wall Street. But it says March 9th, we had a nice little, nice little curvature. And then literally March 10th, it was a sharp cutoff referencing that they anticipate a rate cut a lot sooner than they did prior to SVB Bank going belly up. So at the very peak, they had it this summer, July. Fed funds rate being above five and a half. And so literally this July, at that same time, they see a slight coming down of interest rates. So as you can see, the complete drop off here, rather than here, it was a smooth, progressive cutting of rates or slowing down of raising height or raising rates to where now it's going to come down a lot sooner. And of course, this is our projection. This is a model. So there's no telling how it's going to play out, but it, it never works out the way that they plan just because they're incompetent or they're deliberately trying to cause as much pandemonium as possible. So at this point, trust in the regulators is not something that uh, does anyone any good. All right. So real quick here, let me, I forgot to actually bring up the, the main article that I wanted to touch on just because I think this is very important. If I can grab it real quick, bear with me and also definitely want to hear from you guys. So feel free to, Share with me your thoughts on all of this. Copy link address. Give me one second here.
I had an article up here, but then I took it away. So here, this came out yesterday. Let me just, I'm everywhere with these articles, but believe me, trust me, it's leading to somewhere. It's leading to somewhere. So here, here real quick, let me share this with you. So this is as of yesterday. So this came out from the Treasury as things were unfolding. It says, read out, Secretary of Treasury Janet Yellen, Ye Yellen convenes financial regulators. And so when you got all this pandemonium, of course, you got to get on a hub and call everybody and we got to talk this stuff through or trying to uh, plan for the steps ahead as this stuff continues to progress. Either one, we'll find out. So real quick says, Secretary Janet Yellen convened leaders from the Federal Reserve, the FDIC, and Office of Comptroller of the Currency to discuss the developments around SVB. Secretary Yellen expressed full confidence in banking regulators to take appropriate actions in response and noted that the banking system remains resilient and regulators have effective tools to address this type of event. And so once again, whenever they tell you everything is strong and everything is okay, that's when you probably want to be a little cautious as to, you know, really, you know, do I really want to take the advice of people who are deliberately trying to reset the system? Hmm. But yet we'll find out, like I said, when I first started, they're probably meeting right now, trying to talk this stuff through. But uh, let me real quick here. I want to share with you uh, a, a, a video clip <laughs> that I came across. I'm not sure what movie it's from, but I'm curious to get your guys uh, thoughts on this. So let me know if this movie clip sounds familiar. I might get a, might get a copy strike. I don't know, whatever, but so just listen to this clip. Cause I, when I saw this, somebody shared this on Twitter. I'm like, you know, I never saw that movie. I don't think, but that's the type of narrative that might be taking place either on zoom calls amongst board members or in, on, in wall street right now, as it trickles right into wall street or we'll find out. But as I'm speaking, I got a gigantic spider coming down above my head. Wow. Forgive me. Just committed murder on air. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> Man, I was a big boy. Okay. I'm everywhere. So take a listen to this and then <laughs> let me know where this is from if you guys know. 1929. It'll get worse now because it'll go faster. Money markets will dry up around the world by the end of the week. ATMs will stop spitting bills. Federal deposit insurance will collapse. Banks will close. Mobs panic. It's going to be the end of the world, Bill. So does anyone know where, where that's from? It's definitely so Wall Street 2. <laughs> okay, so, all right, so that's just a little things that happened in reference to SVB. And so, to, in my personal opinion, a fuse was lit, but was a fuse lit intentionally is my point. Because I think this is heading towards something that is strategically being done behind the scenes to usher in a lot of the narrative for what they need to take place because of the large amounts of debts as well as the derivatives and all the other uh basically there's no there's no genuine growth anymore in the system so they are in need of some type of event we know this this is just what happens in the midst of you know debt coming to its coming coming to an end but uh let me just share a couple more things here and so like on lisa mentioned earlier uh 
out the SVB and then we got USDC. And so the crypto market will not go unscathed one bit in reference to being impacted by the Silvergate. I'm sorry, Silvergate as well, but uh, scrutiny falls on 435 billion USDC stablecoin cash reserves at failed Silicon Valley Bank. So USDC had funds parked at SVB. So we'll find out, I think it was a little bit over three point something or so billion. And they're, they're one of the people that's on the hook for not being able to get those funds back unless the FDIC and the government decide to do so. But it's my suspicion that uh, the government wouldn't mind seeing the crypto sector go through some pain as well. So it's my assumption that they will not be providing any type of relief or any type of help for any type of stable coins because stable coins is competitions to the CBDC. And that's what this is all about. This is heading towards the CBDC. And that's why this contagion, if they allow this to pick up full and go full speed, we'll have the CBDC narrative a lot faster. But if they decide to slowly but surely navigate this, then it gives them time to do things on a regulatory end because that's also a problem. But I got an article about that as well. So time will tell, but the uh, crypto market will definitely be impacted just because it's a you know, risk on asset, just like everything else that is intertwined and dependent upon basically the financial system going belly up because confidence will go from one class into another while ultimately speaking, the smart money, I think in my personal opinion has already gotten into tangible things. I, of course, gold, silver and everything in between everything real stuff that you can feel. Okay. Let me keep it moving. All right here. And it's not good that Coinbase halts conversion of feature conversion feature between USD and and uh, USDC as well. So more concerns there. All right. So what is this all about here? Um, I think, and it's my suspicion, I'm going to share with you why I believe that is, um, that we are right here in March because the CBDC interoperability SWIFT mechanism, it's time to start rolling that stuff out. And so let me share some articles with you here. And before I get there, uh, I share this in the, um, I share this uh, yesterday in the community page here, but here's a video I did last year, right after it took place. And so around this time frame here, this was at the end of 2021, we had, I think it was three, if I'm not mistaken, um, central bank, as they call it, war game exercises in which the central banks were trying to run exercises on how a financial, how to prevent a financial systemic event from com completely unfolding. And they had everything strategically done in reference to what they wanted to accomplish with this exercise. And so I talked about this because this was presented at the time. I came across this from Michael Yeadon and I actually got a strike on his video. But uh, anyway, so here is the actual as it's called here, war game. And so in my personal opinion, they will not let this get out of control because they don't want to lose control of the overarching narrative of this reset or transferring us out of this old legacy system into the CBDC realm. And so this goes back to the, that time point here. Exclusive IMF 10 simulate cyber attack on global financial system. So I will anticipate if things are genuinely getting out of hand, to where they are not able to control the narrative and keep things uh, hunky-dory for themselves as far as the, the American populace not losing, quote-unquote, confidence in them, there will be a cyber event. And a cyber event might come if they lose control, or it may not come if they're able to control this uninterrupted, is my point. 
And so just for those who may not be familiar with this, it took this took place in December of last 2021. And I'm going to read it. It says, on Thursday, Israel led on Thursday a 10-country simulation of a major cyber attack on a global financial system in an attempt to increase cooperation and uh, that could help to minimize any potential damage to financial markets and the banks. So mind you, the entire government and the banking cabal is all protect, protecting the commercial banks at the end of the day. So having a number 16 bank go belly up, SBV, is chump change in comparison to if it will happen to fall into let me share with you real quick. If it happened to fall up the chain and impact some of these banks up here. So these are the largest banks in the U.S. And so we know where they are. Bank of America, Citibank. We got J.P. Morgan Chase, $3.2 trillion under management. Wells Fargo, $1.72. So I'd imagine they would not want these banks here to have the type of uh, meltdown the SBV had. So these are some contingency plans, I believe, that they'll have in place. And it will probably be a cyber attack. So keep that on, on, on in, in mind. But give an idea who's all cooperating in this. Let me give you the whole list. So participants in the initiative called the Collective Strength included uh, treasury, uh, treasury officials from Israel, the United States, United Kingdom, UAE, Australia, Switzerland, Germany, Italy, the Netherlands, Thailand, as well as representatives from the IMF, the World Bank, and the BIS. So this happened a year and a half ago. It's good to say that this exercise, they accomplished some things that probably left them feeling confident that they could pull off some type of event in worst case scenario if they needed to, if things got out of hand. So here we are today. The fuse is lit, SBV number 16, going belly up, might be 15, 14, 13. But before it gets to the top, there's something else that uh, you guys might want to pay attention to. And so here we have the SWIFT. This is something that is happening a lot sooner than we would ever hear about from the mainstream media. We'd never hear about this from the mainstream media. But to give you an idea of what's going on here, SWIFT and ISO 20022, the impact on payments explained. So this came out last month. But isn't it interesting? Just look at the timing of this. After numerous delays, SWIFT will begin the migration of its systems onto the new ISO 20022 standard on March 20th. So that is literally a week and a half from now. So they plan on, according to this information here, hitting the switch and cutting on the SWIFT ISO 2022 with all those you know, network, blockchain network companies that we all talk or people talk about a lot. And so SWIFT is basically they're switching the methodology into which they do the interoperability and cross-border payments. And so it's more information here if you guys want to read through it, but it's all concerning the CBDC model. And the reason I say that is the next article I have here. SWIFT cross-border CBDC solution to progress to beta. And so this was two days ago. So the SWIFT now, CBDC model, it's ready to go into beta format. So how convenient is as we're experiencing the banks start to have issues, confidence in the banks starting to be eroded. At the same time, they're rolling out the SWIFT beta for the cross-border CBDC model. And of course, the retail side that the Federal Reserve and Treasuries have already completed, in my opinion, will follow after the banking model comes down. But mind you, it's all about securing their own networks first so they can remain in operation while they make it look like, you know, the world's coming apart at the seams. You know, people's lost all their money. We need to make sure everybody's made whole. Oh, how do we do that? Oh, we need to come out with the Fed coin, digital dollar, whatever it's going to be called. And of course, the UK and all the other governments is working on it, too. They'll be able to roll out their 
uh, retail cur uh, cryptocurrencies. And then as they rolled out country by country as an event, as a result of the fallout of this banking situation, as they're guiding it down on the back end, they have already secured the networks for themselves to be able to continue to do things amongst themselves and governments and everything like that seamlessly while they're making this all the, all the pandemonium to be in the streets amongst the retail investors who got trapped in the banks and no cash ATMs, all that stuff. But then the solution to their problem they created is already ready in a sense. And it starts next week, week and a half. <laughs> so is it coincidence? I don't believe in coincidences in the midst of a planned strategic reset, but we have the first bank go down and then more to follow at the same time. The CBDC cross-border bait system is being rolled out in its beta format. Hmm. Okay. So we will see how things unfold, but I thought that was worth mentioning. Now back to the home front here, here is some interesting information here. Uh, government gnome vetoes attack on economic freedom. And so, we have the first governor, and this is interesting that I remember saying, was it maybe two, three years ago, that CBDCs could not be rolled out or even really talked about amongst the, the Federal Reserve in a way, in a positive light, just because they don't have the regulatory clarity or it's not legal for them to be able to issue a new rebranded form of currency until they change the UCC code and all the other, you know, legal documentations needed to actually bring about a new form of currency. Okay. And this is where that plays into hand because it's my suspicion that the States are already being presented with the ongoing changes to the UCC code. So if you go to UCC code, I think it's like, I forgot. I used to look at it. It's like one, five, two sub subsection, some, 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 something. It tells you the definition of money in reference to how all States are signed on to the UCC code, making it a, basically international standard for the most part. Okay. So here's, this is what's interesting because I think by her vetoing this bill, it brings it to light that more States probably also have a bill similar on deck. And so it says here yesterday, governor Christie known veto veto house bill one, one, nine, three. Oops. Let me, yeah, you guys can see, let me, let me make it bigger. And then once I get done with this little rant here, uh, I'll open the phone lines and get your thoughts on things. Uh, let me move myself out of the way. Forgive me. Let me move myself out of the way. Okay, real quick. I'll read through this here because this is very telling because, mind you, everything is taking place for that grand finale, as I'm just trying to describe. Okay, House Bill 1139, which would infringe upon freedom and digital currency. You can find Governor Newsom's veto letter here. This quote it says, HB 1193 adopts a definition of money to specifically exclude cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, as well as other digital assets. At the same time, these UCC revisions include central bank digital currencies as money. So House Bill 1193 was pat, was brought before her. And like always, all these bills and pieces of legislation are handed to these representatives, these congressmen and congresswomen by special interests, as well as the banking cartel to bring forth as proposals to become law. So whoever puts this forth, it was obviously came from Wall Street or D.C. Anyway, and so the bill, when she summarizes it up, it says it excludes the mention of anything in an alternative sense that's not controlled centrally by the government. So it, it mentioning any digital assets in general was was strategically removed and not mentioned. And her point is that if it's not included, 
that means in the future, it'll never have a chance of being adopted as a legal form of payment that can be used in commerce. And so what she's saying is what, what, what was in there was the talk of a central bank digital currency. And so as of right now, I can look it up, but for the sake of time, I won't. In the UCC code under money, it says um, United States currency is, you know, silver and gold coinage only. And then it has in parentheses, and this is the new this the newest edition was put in 1913 when the Federal Federal Reserve was created, and also includes Federal Reserve notes and other liabilities in brackets. And so that was the last time a major change to our currency was put into the UCC code. And that's when the Federal Reserve came into existence. So now the UCC uh, update or revision, they're saying, she's saying is that it says United States gold and silver coinage, brackets, Federal Reserve notes, and central bank digital currencies exclusively. And that framework there will be more than enough that if all 50 states, and it's just me off the top of my head, I don't know this for sure, but if South Dakota was presented with the same information, it's good to say that every other state is being presented with this as well. So if all the states were to just sign on, we wouldn't know anything about it unless, you know, somebody brings it to the forefront. But then again, when it goes to the floor in Congress and then something happens and they need the authority, all the states, according to the way this has played out, have would have already signed on to it, the revisions to the UCC code, making it easier for Congress to probably perhaps say it's a part of the UCC code. It's been adopted by all 50 states or whatever. So now we can move forward with this and make it a federal, national, you know, adoption because at times are warranted for change. We need this because people are hurting, right? You see what I'm saying? So, so anyway, that's just a long-winded way of saying that they are working on the wording for revising the UCC code so that when things crumble, CBDCs will be available for retail usage amongst, you know, whoever, who are the primary issuer. At the same time that the SWIFT system is set to begin its operations in the next week and a half. So my final submission to you guys is that SVB is just phase one of what they want to occur because they already got plans for the remaining steps on how to execute this grand heist, which is being done deliberately. And so I rest my case. I think I presented enough information <laughs> to get you guys to, you know, somewhat, you know, research for yourself, think for yourself. And of course, it's just one man opinion. But anyway, enough of me ranting. I, I do want to talk to you guys. So I'm sure I could I could have missed the ball somewhere. I'm just a man with opinion. I don't know everything, but I just know enough to put together some thoughts. Anyway, if you haven't hit the thumbs up button, show your support for the channel. And then let's talk, man. Let's let's let's. I am available to talk. This is Saturday. This is my first time doing this in a while. But if anybody got thoughts, ideas, or wanted to debunk anything I said as a potential hypothesis for what's going on out here, uh, feel free to let me know. I can be 100% wrong. I don't mind. That's how I learn. So give me a call. I want to hear from you guys. Uh, or if you got thoughts, ideas, suggestions, put out in the chat, and uh, we can make it work. So, But I just wanted to... Uh, come together and see what we can put together tonight and try to filter through some of the noise. Cause the noise, the noise is going to get louder. Come Monday morning. The noise is going to get a lot louder. Okay. Let me, let me see if I can do this right. Let me see if I can get you on here. Give me one second here. I got somebody. All right. Hello, Carl. Where are you calling from? 
Steve, FEMA Region 9, give me some thoughts, man. I know you got something good. What's up? <laughs> I know you, you, you're right on point. You're right on point. Uh, uh, I'm right out here in California, and I can tell you that uh, the people down in Silicon Valley are pooping their pants right now. Yeah. Uh, and all of them, all of them are concerned. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the guy, uh, I can't mention. Yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, no, let's not mention, not mention, mention, mention none personal, no, no, no names. Give me some in general. I'm not going to mention. No. Okay. Uh, but I, I can I can tell you that uh, you know I've been retired law enforcement, etc. And that's that's what I was doing down in Silicon Valley, mm. etc. Yeah. They're pooping their they're pooping their pants, uh, right now, and, and yeah, they're scared. Yeah. yeah just, some of them you would think that they were in on it or whatever, but. A lot of them are pooping their pants right now, going, "Oh, what's going on?" Because uh, a lot of it comes down to uh, uh, they don't know how they're going to they're gonna make their payrolls, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of and a lot of these payroll companies are associated with that bank. Right, <laughs> right. Some of the, some of the payroll companies are associated with that bank. That means checks are going to go out. For, for whoever it is, like I said, I'm not going to mention any companies. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, they're, they're worried about it, and I would I would just put it this way: the best way I can sum it up is uh, I, I I sent you that uh, a podcast from All, All in One or something, and, and, and it says that basically it's worse it's worse than you think. Mm-hmm. It basically Silicon Valley it's 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 worse than you think. Yeah. Do you have that there? Uh, let me give me one second here. Uh, let me pull up my email. Give me one second. But no, keep keep giving it. Give it. So just, as always, give me the give me the summary of all that, and I'll, of course I'll pass it on. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's real, and, and I would say this: it, it's a it's a long podcast. It's an hour and a half podcast, but they break it down in detail. Yeah, and, and just from working down in that area, I, it, it's true. It, it, I would say that. Yeah. What, what they're saying on, on on that podcast is true, and it's coming from a Silicon Valley perspective. Yeah, you talk about uh, you talk about wealth. You talk about the wealthy on. No, 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 no. I it's a video I sent you earlier. Uh, uh, it was uh, it was labeled uh, uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Okay, uh, okay, okay. okay, 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 okay. Uh, cold and dark. Left out cold and dark. Let me. Uh, worse than you. Okay, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. The one that says worse, worse than you think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one. That's a. Uh, that's a must listen to for everybody. So if you could throw that in there, uh, I, I put the Peter Schiff one in there also. Yeah. But, uh, that one is the one that people need to listen to. That that's boots on the ground yeah. information right there. Uh, so, so that, that's what I would say, but it, it's real. Uh, it's no joke. Mm-hmm. And basically they're saying, and I agree with them, uh, if something's not done by this weekend, mm-hmm. if there's not a solution by Monday, yeah, just let the contagion go. <laughs> if, if, if they don't have an answer by People should just listen to to, to that podcast. I, I would say that, and and it's correct. It's on point. Um, now watch and- watch this. So I, I clicked I clicked on that email, 
Silicon Valley uh, Bank worse than you thought. And there's this, it's just you. It's just, it's nothing, there's no link in there. I just, it says, it's just, it's just, it's you talking. So you, you summarize, I mean, you give, you just saying, you, you tell me what's going on, but there's nothing in there. So email me back and put the link in there so I can pull it on the screen. Oh, there's no link in there's there. There's no, there's no, there's no link in there. Nope. So I, I see the, I see the sub, I see the subtitle, but there's no link. So I try to put it in YouTube, but nothing, nothing came up. But no, just uh, shoot, shoot me that, no, just shoot me the link. I'll put it up, and then I'll, I'll pass it on as always. Yeah, but 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 yeah, basically, basically what what the guys are telling me that yeah, and and it's all law enforcement guys that work the executive protection stuff. Yeah, all of them are pretty much being put on standby mm-hmm. for layoffs and, yeah. and, and all of this type of stuff. It, it's a bloodbath yeah. that's going on down there right now. And, and it, it, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Well, hey, send me that link. Let me get a couple more calls, but send me that link and I definitely, uh, I'll check it out. Appreciate you, man. We'll do. All right. Be good. Um, good stuff here. Let me get some more calls here. Hello, call. Where are we calling from? Hi, this is Lisa Davis, uh, Litecoin Lisa. Litecoin Lisa, Just how you doing? Popping in, great. Um, I don't know. I turned the, I muted the thing. I don't know if I'm live or. Yeah, I got you. On. I got you on here. Okay, well, cool. Um, so I just wanted everybody to make sure they check out. Um, you know, Reggie's been talking about this for quite a while. He yeah. did through um, his people with Boom Bus, Bus Blog and MakerDAO is the next, as far as in the crypto world, MakerDAO is now scrambling mm. to introduce a plethora of emergency measures to plug the hole that they created, concentrating their exposure to centralized USDC. Mm. So um, this is this is the contagion, and it's not. So what I think is that cryptocurrency because of the truth protocol in cryptocurrency because of the transparency yeah. it will expose the criminality of the financial system of our legacy financial system yeah and that's what's going to wake people up and then hopefully they will not choose the use of cbdc right well and i think like where now i don't think i don't think it's more, more so going to be about choosing the cbdc i think there'll be so much desperation and and discomfort out here to where people will opt in willingly. Like, and a good example of why I think it's not impossible for that to happen that way is because if we just look at this health scare that was thrown over the world, how people compromised and for the sake of whether they found right, friends, right. But they did have a choice. They did have a choice hundred percent. And people who were, were awake and aware as to what was really going on, they chose accordingly. But the people who are caught with their blinders on, which is having to be the majority, I think, They'll be the ones be like, hey, you know, I need something to feed my kids, so I'll take it. You know, you see what I'm saying? But I hope it fails. I, you know, I'm not sitting up here rooting for it, but I just think that you right, know, right, right. the majority of people will probably fall into it just because the pain will be there, unfortunately. So, but yeah, I hope it does fail. Well, so pain we'll is what it takes to wake people up. Yeah, and that's what you know. We have to get uncomfortable so that we can educate ourselves. Like it's difficult to take personal responsibility. Yeah. For ourselves and our actions but that's what we have to do to be free right and like if we go back and learn our true history and what happened um and how money has really just enslaved all of us mm-hmm. over time and the lies that they've written whether it was through the irs or <laughs> otherwise someone gets the channel man but anyway um you know i think this is this is the truth coming out and that's where people are like oh all this horrible stuff and i'm yeah. like no this is the horrible stuff that's always been hidden in the background. This is the behind the scenes deals. We're watching somebody else got um, picked up for insider trading or um, 
charged with that today. And that is just the first of another domino that's about to fall. Yeah. So the dominoes are clearly falling and we'll see what, where where they lead us to, but definitely it's going to be very eye opening and uncomfortable, you know, no matter what, no matter how much gold silver you got or whatever Bitcoin or whatever you got, it's going to be uncomfortable in general because of the world around you is changing. They're changing the monetary paradigm in general. So that's going to take some, you know, some getting used to, uh, but it's good to be yeah. ahead of the game than behind and being aware of what's going on rather than being oblivious to it. So appreciate you for calling. Right. This is about per, per, uh, preserving our assets, protecting mm-hmm. our families and getting through this to the other side. It isn't. Uh, yeah. Right. So I thank you so much. You gave great information today. Thank and you. I'm excited to hear this. Video yeah, th- thank you. Thank you for okay. bringing Reggie to the forefront. Appreciate you and the work you do as well. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff there. Okay, so I had a lot of thoughts there. Okay, so real quick, real quick. So I see a lot of people in, uh, not a lot of people, a couple of people, because I mentioned ISO 20022. So uh, let me go back to that real quick, because uh, I did, I shared some thoughts on that. And so, you know, I just, you know, I, I you know, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a skeptic. I've done a lot of videos just share, expressing my skepticism and this digital transition, how timely it is. And at the same time that the world was already shifting, they wanted to shift it this way. So my point is uh, the ISO 20022, every coin, XO, Stellar, XDC, XRP, how many ever, you know, give me all, give, give them, bring Quant, any, all those companies, they're companies that created a software that they strategically are in bed with the enemy companies. All of those companies they are centrally controlled coins and ledgers, networks, whatever you want to call them. And the retail investor, which happened to be the people who are thinking that at the end of this transition, XRP is going to take them to the moon. That's where I'm like, if XRP is in bed with WEF and WEF said you ain't going to own nothing, be happy with it, you know, like that'll go against Carl Swap and his agenda. So who do you think the XRP people are going to be more loyal to? helping accomplish the WEF agenda or making sure that the retail investor who bought a couple of, you know, thousand dollars a couple of years ago and been sitting on it are going to come out with millionaires on the end of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it's like, come on. I just, it's hard for me to re- relay that just how, just if you just open up and think about like, they want us to go towards a totally digital world where they can track, trace and see everything. And anything that is in bed with the enemy is something that should be of concern. And then another reason I mentioned this is because I shared uh, something on Twitter. Was it yesterday, day before yesterday? But it was about the breach with Hedera. And Hedera may or may not be officially on the ISO 2002 protocol. But it says, in an abundance of caution and safety for users, Hedera is turning, turning off the network proxies on mainnet, making it inaccessible. Adara Core is working with through the smart contract uh, irregularities and will re-enable proxies once off. So the fact that Hedera, which is a very extremely sophisticated project, is probably one of the top out there as far as you know being for what it's able to do. It's it's nothing else out there like the Hedera. And so if they're able to turn off the network, making it inaccessible, I'm thinking like, well. That just goes to show how centrally controlled it is. And all the Hedera or Hashgraph coin holders literally couldn't access 
the network to do any transactions. I'm thinking like, wouldn't it just be mighty, uh, mighty convenient that after all this banking debacle blows through, all the casualties have been taken. Banks are no longer just issuing paper or you can't use your bank the way you used to. The CBDC has been given to the world as solutions. And as I mentioned beforehand, you know, they already got the, um, they already got the the the, the SWIFT cross-border payment going live next week and a half. That this infrastructure, all this digital technology, the primary reason for it is for this transition. I don't I, I just find it hard to believe that there is absolute freedom on the end of this because our money problem is just a symptom of what our greatest problem is. Our greatest problem is the governance crises we're having. Central banks and governments are completely corrupt. There will never be freedom in a world where the same people who cause the problem still remain in power. And as of right now, unless people get up and get out and actually go do something and remove these corrupt people from positions of power, they're going to issue the same control in the next round. You know what I'm saying? So it's like just having this digital mindset that things are going to get better because of having some trackable, traceable stuff. It's just, I just, it, it, it troubles me. But then again, I do hold some of them projects as a speculator, just in case. So, you know, it's a gamble I'm willing to take, but I'm not banking on it and I'm, I'm ranting, but let me, I wanted to get back to my point. What was my point there? My point, let me. Okay. So my point was my response to this. <laughs> and so I said, let me move myself out the way. And after I saw this, I'm like, okay, that just sounds like, you know, it'd be mighty convenient that Hedera and all those other projects, because they all have the same control. They all got a kill switch. It says, be prepared for a backdoor kill switch to be activated, trapping all retail speculators' coins on the ISO 2002 networks. It says, and limiting participation to the WEF verified and accredited players when governments, with the assistance of private blockchain companies, stop playing like digital assets disrupt the monetary system. And so a reason I highlight that, stop playing. As of right now, governments, literally, like, they, they're incompetent. So it's, it's not it's not them. But they are the ones who issue, the, them and the central banks are the ones that issue the currency to be able to fund all this so that they can then use the technology for themselves. And they're going to cut off all back doors leading to this digital transition, in my opinion. So, yeah, like, governments don't like competition. And that's why it's going to be very hard for proof of work to remain a viable solution to secure the Bitcoin network in the future after all this stuff pans out, it's my suspicion that world governments are going to come together and they're going to agree upon the fact that anybody, any large mining facilities will be shut down. And then once you get the majority of the miners offline, that right there will probably hinder the security of the network, making it easier for the government's own quantum computer to come in and just correct havoc. That's just me thinking out in the future of what could be just because I think it's more than probable. But that's just me ranting. But let me know your thoughts. I could be 100% wrong. But never say never in a world where money is the symptom of the underlying problem, which is a corrupt government monetary authorities that's still in control. It says, have you heard Mexico joining the BRICS? Uh, I saw some, I saw some uh, a video about that, but when I Googled it, nothing came up. So I wouldn't doubt if Mexico is actually in talks along with all the other countries to join the BRICS. 
But as far as it making it official in his next upcoming summit in August, I don't think it's happening. That's just my thing. But let me know. I could be wrong. If you have some articles out there to prove me wrong, let me know. Anyway, I'm, I'm ranting too much. Give me a call. Let me know where I'm wrong. I could be 100% wrong. But then again, everybody, I think, should be open to the idea that the digital asset revolution has been a distraction. Never say never in a world where corruption and criminality <laughs> is rewarded. Because <laughs> if you know the right people, if you're in the right boys and girls clubs, you get your back scratched, you scratch some backs, you end up being on the winning side of all this stuff so far. And it's my personal opinion. It's not until people get fed up and tired of all these shenanigans and actually take action in reference to taking and put taking these corrupt this entire governance model is, is doomed to fail anyway, but it's just, yeah, until people get in the streets and the actual government is, is scared of the citizenry, then, you know, I wouldn't hold my breath thinking that, you know, your bags will get pumped the next, you know, bull run because <laughs> they control the liquidity into the markets. And right now liquidity is kind of shy right now. And so there's going to be a major drawdown in all assets. But then again, never look at the, fiat price of something that you can hold in your hand because when it's time to eat and you got to take something there's a constitutional nature down to your local farmer he might know what this is but he may not know you know what a digital blip on a screen is or want to accept it but if it, if it sounds like this he may want to he may want to work with you you know what i'm saying he may want to put some food on your table so as always get your weight up first and foremost and everything else you can speculate with. That's just my opinion. Oh, man, that was a, that was a long rant. Forgive me. Um, okay, you know, I'm missing calls, man. I apologize. But I just I had to get that thought off my chest. Uh, hello, caller. Where are you calling from? Yeah, Mike. Steve P. Marie Denine again. Steve, give me something. What you got? You got the link? Did you, do you have it there? Uh, I do got, I do got an email. Let me click on it. Yeah, let me, let me. Yeah, 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 that, that's it. Uh, I mean, skip past the intro and just, you know, you can just get to the, 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 uh, the, the show itself, but basically it's laying out, um, if, if this isn't dealt with by Monday, by oh. Monday. Okay. You talk about, uh, okay. You talk about the all in podcast. Correct. Okay, I'll, I'll watch that. Okay, okay, good deal. All right, give it to me. No, 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 but that that that's the one, that, and they laid it out perfectly. I mm -hmm. mean, I I I've never listened to those guys before, uh, but I can I can say that I I know what's going on in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And, and they're right on, and they're right on point. And if they don't clear, if they don't do something to mm -hmm. to uh, put a band aid on it, do whatever. By Monday, Monday or Tuesday, mm -hmm. and let, they let this thing go on. It, it, it's a wrap because they go into detail. They go into mm. detail. Yeah. About like I said, the, the payment companies that are connected to this mm -hmm. uh, bank. Uh, uh, some of the some of the CEOs of some of those uh, minor companies. Mm -hmm. Well, not minor. I don't. I don't mean mining companies or anything, but. Yeah. Uh, a, a level down from them. I'll, I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. 
it, it, it's going to be a disaster, man. Right. And they lay it out very well. Uh, so, so that's what I would say is, is for people to, to listen to that, take it in, and 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 just just go from there. But yes, it, it's bad intentions all the way around. Yeah. And, and I, I agree with you that that uh, to me, all of this stuff is 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 planned. It's satanic in nature, mm-hmm. and they they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. it, these people know what they're doing, and. Uh, I, yeah, now we, just, hey, now we just gotta wait and see how it plays out. You know, saying stay prayed up, get your weight up, and everything in between, man. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, we just gotta rely on Jesus uh, uh, and 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 His safety net. Mm-hmm. That that's the only safety net out there. Period. Yeah. In, in the world, and 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 I'll just leave it there. Hey, appreciate you again. No, but I, I got I got that, and I definitely I I, de- I intended to I intended to listen to it, but I forgot about it, so. If it's that good, I'm gonna go check it out because I do I do check those guys out because they because they, they, they are venture capitalists. They are venture capitalists, so they always they're the ones that's looking for deals in in Silicon Valley. So I know they got firsthand insight. So yeah, if, if, if the dots are connected, that's gonna just if if they don't if the government doesn't handle this in a in a in a good way, I guess mm-hmm. um, on on Monday. Or by Monday, mm-hmm. uh, I mean the, the, the stuff is going to spread like wildfire. Yeah, good stuff. But they but they lay it out in a fair better way than I can. All right. So uh, so that's that that's so for those who for those because somebody asked what well, who is that so that's that all in podcast all in podcast, and it's four gentlemen that are you know heavy hitters in the in the investment realm. And they talk a lot about Silicon Valley during a podcast, so they they know a couple of things. But hey, man, appreciate you calling. So calling back, and giving us that. Hey, hey, so you know, I've never heard of, I've never even heard of the guys before until until today. Are they? Yeah, one of them, one of them should. Well, I think it's Shamet Shamut. He's a billionaire who was a part of the uh, founding founding of uh, Facebook, and he's the heaviest hitter out of all of them. And he, you know, he talks about all his investments and everything like that, good and bad and ugly. And the other guys are you know, kind of smaller fry guys, but also big heavy hitters. And so all they do is just buy companies, sell companies, buy companies and invest in stuff that the average person can't get a hold of just because they're heavy, heavy hitter accredited investors. So it's talk about making money. That's it. So it's, it's a pretty good podcast. They were, they were, they were dead on point mm-hmm. on, on what they were saying. That that's, that's what I would say. And you, you can, you can have a lot of athletes, mm-hmm. uh, uh, entertainers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood. So Hollywood. Any, any, any big, you know, nine plus figure Hollywood actors. They probably got their money in 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 SVB. So uh. yeah, yeah, yeah. there was one, there was one guy. I'm not sure if it was from Instock or wherever he was from. But uh, anyway, there was one guy on on video sitting mm-hmm. there saying that uh, you know we got about ten million dollars in in this bank. Mm-hmm. Two 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 fifty. Then then. Yeah, that's not gonna do nothing. Right, and so because, as I mentioned before, you know, ninety-seven percent of the depositors are above the two hundred fifty thousand dollars FDIC. So they are all heavy hitters above that. More like, I mean, you know, you know, more higher net worth individuals. So you know, three percent of the people got under. So those people, they get their money, no problem. They go, they can go to ATM and withdraw them on Monday. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just the people who are above they can't go into the bank on Monday. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> and, and, and what? And, and what do they say? Always hit them up on Friday. Oh, uh, yeah. Up on a Friday. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we'll find out what between now and next Friday is going to be the real fireworks. But appreciate you, man. Yeah, it's, especially, it, it, after, especially after listening to their podcast. Yeah, I, I'm gonna check it out, man. Hey, appreciate you, man. Get some more calls in here, though. Hello, Carl. Where we call it from? Hey, Mike, is low blood pressure, Corpus Christi? How's it going? LBP, doing good, my friend. What's on your mind? Hey, man, that Steve getting a lot of airtime, Mike. You have to pay him. But but Steve Steve dropping nuggets. Steve dropping nuggets. Like he, he's a, he's a, he's a he's a reporter in his, on the streets. He be sending me articles all the time. So he keep me he keep me up on my toes. So I appreciate that, man. What's up with you, man? I'm telling you, you gotta send us some silver. Hey, look, Mike. I've been praying and praying and praying, and finally happened, Mike. It's the end, Mike. That's it. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think as I mentioned, as I say like right here over here, I said that the fuse has been lit, but it, we ain't seen nothing yet, my friend. <laughs> we ain't seen nothing, but uh, it's, it's gonna be interesting. It's like when you were a kid, remember those black cats? You don't know if the wig's gonna pop right away or if it's gonna take its time. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I just, I just loaded up a credit card last week, Mike. I got eight kilos. <laughs> You're in the credit cards, man. You do your thug this, man. I'm telling you, look, look, Mike. Uh-huh. When your when your payroll check don't come through your bank, you're mm-hmm. gonna pay the credit card. You're gonna say, "How am I gonna pay you when you don't let me get my money out to pay you?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, more more than likely, a good chunk of that is gonna be discharged. But then again, also, your, your savings and checkings is gonna be, you know, have, little, have some problems with that as well. So, and not having any uh, what you go having any CDs and any of those tools and products they're trying to get people into, gonna have problems with those as well. So. Your, your, your credit card debt may be discharged, but then your checking and and savings going to be confiscated or bailed in. So it's like, oh, yeah. you know. Like, huh. Mike, Mike, I got like, I got like $37 in there. They could keep that. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Something else. Mike, I'm sitting there with my monster boxes rolling around in silver. And jokes on them, Mike. Hey, you got your lead? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, make sure you got a, make, make sure you got more than. But see, watch this. You got a passport, but you're gonna need an army truck with all those monster boxes and some lead to cross the border. And you know, when you get to the border, they you know who's gonna be waiting on you, right? Uncle Sam yeah. and the drug cartels. <laughs> Mike, Mike, the federal rallies, man. I just pay. I just give him a couple kilos. I'll be all right. Now, now what's gonna happen is now what's gonna happen is. They gonna give you a couple kilos, and they gonna take your armored truck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, value for value. I'm just messing with you, man. Um, but no. <laughs> oh man, but hey, appreciate you calling, man. All right, my cousin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. You gonna go down to the border trying to escape? They are gonna take your truck with all your monster boxes. They gonna give you. Uh, they gonna give you a twenty stack. Uh, Lyle, appreciate you, man. Thank you for being a blessing. Um, all right. Well, we we're, we're an hour, man. I appreciate everybody for blessing me with your presence and time and try to get as much done as I could as far as uh, getting calls in. But I had a lot of things to get off my chest in reference to how everything, you know, seems to be right on point for what what and where they're taking this. And so, um, yeah. But just be on the lookout because if the banking contagion goes into this week, like we're suspecting, when the CBDC SWIFT system is clicked on, on the 20th is going to be crickets because they don't want us to keep our eyes on that because that's for them. 
but then again, the banks impact us now because that's where people's funds are at. And so you see how the, the diversion tactics like CBDC get cut on over here, but everybody focus on the banks over here. So it's like, what are you doing in the meantime? Stay prayed up, get your weight up, take out. And my, this is just my personal opinion. Take out what you don't want to lose within the banking system. If you minimize your exposure to all those products that they've sold the world, you'll have less to lose when the legacy system is transitioned. Then you'll have enough in your possession or in places strategically where you can be, where you can relocate if you need to, to be able to use for the rebuilding of this monetary paradigm shift that's underway. So never have all your baskets, all your, all your eggs in one basket because you never know when you might have to pivot and move and be led by the Holy Spirit because, you know, he knows what's coming and what's already happening. So it's not, no surprises there. But all right, my good people. Be blessed, be safe. I, I'm glad to connect with you guys. If you enjoyed this today, hit that thumbs up and I'll try to get involved more on the weekends as well. So like on Lisa, appreciate you and all the other people out there. I see Royal Comero, Jay, Rolf, Carlos, appreciate you, man. Sam, TB, Eddie, uh, appreciate you guys for joining me, man. And uh, yeah, see you guys. I'll probably, probably come back tomorrow. We'll see. Be blessed, be safe. Enjoy your weekend. Shalom.